Green and Gold Insiders on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. The Packers coverage you need to hear today. It is Monday. That means Jason Wildey. Wildey and Tausch, ESPN Wisconsin, 9 to noon on weekdays. Wildey, you got a chance to enjoy a Packerless Sunday. How did you take advantage? Uh, I mowed the lawn, hopefully, for the last time, and I had to move a lot of hol- Halloween decorations, blow-up things, etc., to do so. So labor-intensive Sunday at Casa de Wildy for Dad. Uh, yeah, no, I totally get that. So interesting nuggets here. Just I wanted to you know, have you take us inside the locker room uh, as you do so well. So following the Thursday night game against the Lions, Matt LaFleur was not happy with the Packers' defense, specifically calling it insane to keep trying to do the same things over and over again and expect different results. Joe Barry had a chance to sort of respond and maybe defend the defense earlier today. What do you make about where this defense is and the head coach's frustration level? Yeah, there's no denying the frustration level, and what I thought was interesting was both uh, when we talked to him on Friday when maybe cooler heads might have prevailed, he didn't change his tune. In fact, he made it clear that you know, maybe the shell defense, or like we like to call umbrella defense, where the they keep everything in front of them in the passing game, which is a, a Vic Fangio scheme that was designed to succeed against the LaFleur, Shanahan, Sean McVay offense. Matt LaFleur doesn't really want him to play that, which, again, makes you wonder, okay, then why did you stick with a coordinator whose scheme you now don't want to run? Now, you're right. I think Joe Barry did try to defend uh, why they have struggled, especially against the run. But the bottom line is, anytime you have your defensive and offensive coordinator both talking about their groups and saying essentially the same phrase of everything is on the table and we'll look at everything, that's not what you're looking for. You don't want to feel that way four games into the season. Do you have any reason to believe that something will change at that position, the defensive coordinator position, during the season? I don't, and it's funny because that you bring that up because I was, we were in the press conference on Thursday night after the loss, and he Lafleur made that comment about, you know, something's got to change. We got to do something different. Uh, and a couple of us, Rob Domofsky and I included, kind of looked at each other and said, he's not really going to change coordinators, is he? And obviously he has not to this point. Now, I suppose there is a scenario where Josh Jacobs and the Raiders run all over these guys somehow, which you would hope would not be the case if you're a Packers fan, with extra time to prepare. But if somehow a bad Raiders team, which has basically 70-30 visiting fans to local fans in their stadium for most games manages to beat you on Monday Night Football and your defense looks bad, I suppose there's a scenario where that could happen. But the bottom line is, you know, he made his choice. Matt LaFleur made his choice this offseason, literally the day after the season had ended, by basically saying that Joe Barry would be back. So I would be surprised. And another reason I would be surprised is that they don't have a very clear uh, succession line if they were to make an in-season change. You know, they had a guy that had defensive coordinator experience and Jerry Gray, a guy that the defensive backs really liked. Well, he's gone. And they've got a lot of young, kind of unproven coaches or maybe guys that are lifers that have never been coordinators. So there's not a clear-cut replacement on their staff. 
I want to switch gears here to David Bottieri. So he ends up on injured reserve after the drama of he played in week one, he didn't play in week two. This is after his very good friend Aaron Rodgers went down on a turf field with a nasty season-ending injury. And we all wondered, and we were left sort of trying to think this through. Is it, was it a turf issue with Bakhtiari? Is he really hurt? Well, now he's on IR, and everybody on social media wants him cut, traded, this, that, and the other thing. What are logical next steps here for the Packers? Do they just sort of wait it out and, and, and hope to get him back at some point, even if it's for a, a game here and a game there? So Matt LaFleur was uh, elusive, as he has been known to be, uh, on the David Bakhtiari question today. He basically said, I'm going to let Dave comment on that uh, when he was asked if Bakhtiari might return this season. Uh, He said that he wanted to talk to us. David Bakhtiari wants to talk to us. Great. (laughs) I I look forward to that. I hope that's tomorrow when I'm in the locker room with him. but, you know, whatever his timeline might be, I'm eager to talk to him about the fact that you don't have unnecessary surgeries, right? We can all agree on that. So the fact that something was amiss enough with this left knee of his that he had the arthroscopic surgery, which will next lead to a much more invasive surgery that could be season-ending, it's not just all in his head. And I think there are folks that seem to think that. So I'm eager for him to talk more, you know, and I know I mentioned this to you and a lot of other people, but if people get to listen on Wisconsin On Demand to Joe Thomas joining Wilde and Tausch last week, and I, I wrote a story in the State Journal off of that conversation too, The fact that Joe Thomas, one of the all-time greats, first ballot Hall of Famer, despite never playing on a playoff team, 10,363 consecutive snaps, a record that I think will never be broken, much like Cal Ripken's streak. The fact that when he tore his triceps in a game in 2017, which ended his career, and he wasn't crestfallen, he wasn't devastated, he was relieved because his left knee was so chronically bad that he felt like before the season was going to end, he was going to have to choose to end the streak himself. And he never wanted to be that. He always wanted to, if I'm available, if there's any chance I could play, I'm going to play. And the fact that he felt that way, one of the all-time greats, gives you a little bit of insight into how hard this can be mentally to deal with. And, and I'm eager to hear how bad it's been for David Bakhtiari so people can maybe appreciate the struggles he's endured. And Packers will be on the field a week from tonight in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Devontae Adams will be on the field. Who knows who will play quarterback for the Raiders. After four weeks, Wildy, what do you think it is the Packers do best? Boy, that's a really difficult question, right? Because they have a very young offense where I think Jordan Love has been further along than I anticipated, but still has had his ups and downs, as we all predicted. Their defense certainly has not been consistent enough in any facet where you feel good about that. And the special teams has given up a return for a touchdown. You know, their kicking game's been pretty consistent, which I'm not sure I would have said four weeks ago as we were starting this season. And the fact that the two things on offense that we thought they would hang their hat on, effective running game and a really good offensive line, that hasn't been the case either. 
right? Because they haven't gotten much out of their running game, and they've been shuffling their offensive line because of injuries and ineffectiveness. So I'm not sure that there is an answer to that, and that's what makes it amazing that they're 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> Maybe that just tells us how bad the NFC is in general, but I'm fascinated to see where this journey goes from here. I don't think the Falcons are any good. I know the Bears aren't good, and I'm not really sure about the Raiders. The Lions are clearly the best team the Packers have played so far. I guess that, that probably weighs into it a little bit. Agreed. And and look, I, I would just say this, and, and I know this sounds a little bit crazy, but I do think that the game that he that Jordan Love lost against the best team of the bunch out of the four, where he took a really hard beating from that front four and was sacked a bunch, I thought that was his biggest growth moment. Yeah, they didn't win the game. Yeah, they didn't complete the comeback like they did with the Saints. But he went against a really good physical defense. He stood in tough. He didn't he didn't wilt when they were pressuring him on virtually every snap in the first half. I thought we learned a lot of good things about him, even though the outcome was not what we wanted if we're a Packers fan. And, and that's the thing that Matt LaFleur said in camp, right? We need to focus on the process and be process-driven. It can't all be out about the outcomes. The outcome was not good on Thursday night, but if you're a Packers fan, I think the step forward that your quarterback took is something you should be excited about. Check out Wildy and Tausch weekdays 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin. Also check out Wisconsin On Demand for the backlog and podcasts of Wildy and Tausch. Jason Wildy, thank you so much, pal. We'll talk to you again on Friday. All right, Greg, I appreciate you, man. Thanks.